Welcome everybody to the Nerdpool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool, your host, Jamie. The water's fine. Come on in. Just let that beat ride for a second. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the second ever episode of the Nerd Pool Podcast. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. It's the J-A-M-I-E. I'm your 777th favorite podcast host and your Sherpa on the road of nerdiness. I want to thank everybody for listening to the Nerd Pool Podcast, for giving me a few minutes out of your day, whether you're stuck in traffic, whether you're sitting on the toilet playing Angry Birds, whether you're just bored in the house, cleaning the house, whatever you're doing, thank you for spending a little bit of your time with me. If you're new to this podcast, which most of you are, and you probably forgot that I'm doing this, I want to welcome you in and just give you a little rundown of what this is. This is just a podcast where I spill all the things on my mind, dealing with the nerd culture, comic books, movies, video games, television, and just stuff in general. If it's on my mind, we're probably going to talk about it. Um... Let's just jump right into the deep end of the nerd pool today as we talk about a few movie reviews. First off, I want to talk about Logan. If you have not seen Logan, then you do not know Logan. Logan is the swan song for Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine. Patrick Stewart's swan song playing Professor X. Spoiler alert for this movie and every movie I talk about here. I'm trying not to give a lot of it away, but I'm going to be spoiling a few things. So if you don't want to listen to spoilers, if you haven't seen it, and what's wrong with you if you haven't, Turn it off now or skip ahead. Uh, Patrick Stewart dies. What? No. Uh, Hugh Jackman plays a great Wolverine. He's gotten exponentially, yeah, that's right, big word, better as he goes along in this. And this being his last portrayal of the, of the character in the future, his healing factor isn't working as well as it should. He's wanting to die. He's getting poisoned from the adamantium inside of him. He's taking care of Professor X, who at this point is going senile. And you will see what I'm talking about when you see the movie. Um, Patrick Stewart playing a old Professor X. All the mutants are gone except for a few. And he, um, cussing makes me laugh. Professor X, Patrick Stewart in this, curses. And I don't know why I'm saying it, but it is just funny. And it makes me laugh to just to hear it. Uh, we have Daphne Keene playing X-23, Wolverine's daughter, who gets introduced when she was she was made from Wolverine's DNA. That's why he does not know about her. Raised in a hospital. They're trying to create super soldiers again by making new mutants after all the mutants are gone, trying to control them. When they realize they can't, they go to kill. And the nurses sneak the kids out. Uh... Daphne Keen, X-23, gets taken by a nurse who goes to find Logan and have him take her to South Dakota to a Eden for young mutants to try to get them across the Canadian border. Uh, the dynamic between Jackman, Professor X, and X-23 in this is amazing. From Wolverine doing it for the money, not really... It's not really thinking that where they're going is going to be real to Daphne Keene, X-23, not even talking the majority of the movie. She doesn't speak. When she does speak, it's Spanish. She has to admit a lot of emotions for a kid that's basically seeing the world for the first time through new eyes with a rage inside of her like her father. Professor X trying to guide them both 
while at the same time keeping his own sanity. It turns into, it's a great movie. I'm not going to say that this is Dark Knight good, which a lot of people are saying. They're saying it's the new Dark Knight. It's the uh, Dark Knight of the X-Men universe. It's a great movie. I'm not going to put it up there with the Dark Knight. I'm not going to say it's better than the Dark Knight or even on the same level because they're two completely different movies. The best part about this, I will say, is that Wolverine, with it having an R rating, Wolverine is allowed to smoke, he's allowed to drink, he's allowed to curse, which are all key points of the characters, if you have read it, then the comic books. And when he does his berserker attacks, you actually see blood and dismembered body parts, him cutting hands off, him having his claws go through skulls, cut heads. It is amazing. It's not overly gory. But it is, in a certain sense, it's more than what you've seen before. But they don't go over the top like they could have. And I'm actually glad they didn't. They took a risk on this after Deadpool being an R-rated movie hit at the box office. And they did it really well. This movie is shot beautifully. The cinematography is great. The acting is great. The directing is great. The script was really well done. They mixed the old man Logan storyline with the origins of X-23. And it's done a really well job by all the actors involved. The, <clears throat> excuse me, the the direction of this was different. It's not like every other comic book movie. I don't even know if I'd put this in a comic book genre, considering this is, I don't know if this is canon with the rest of the X-Men films or not, because if, after this, I don't know if they go forward with X-23 being Wolverine, if they recast Wolverine, since it's so far in the future, I don't know how they're going to have movies beforehand with Wolverine without recasting a new character, a new actor playing him. Um, but it is a really well movie. It's like I said, I don't, I don't know if I consider it a comic book movie in a certain sense because when you see it, it's more of an art type movie. But it's really well done, really well shot, and I do suggest you to go see this movie. I don't want to give too much away, but it's a great movie. If this is, if this is Hugh Jackman's last hurrah as Wolverine. He goes out on the shield. He goes out on top. It's a great way to end it. And I just want to give him two thumbs up for it because he put his heart and soul into it, it seemed. And it's really well done of a an older character struggling with coming to t terms with the fact that he's not who he once was and him wanting to die but keeping himself alive for reason of taking care of another person. Um, just go see this movie, support it, support these comic book movies. The more you support them, the more we're going to get them. And I will say this, the best part about this movie, and this is coming from a fanboy point of view, is if you saw it in theaters, you know that before the movie starts, we get a Deadpool teaser trailer. Oh my God. I laughed so hard at this because it's so overtly Deadpool. It is great. It's him seeing somebody getting robbed as Wade Wilson jumping into a phone booth trying to put the Deadpool costume on to go save him. Him having issues and by the time he gets it on and out, the guy's dead. He's been shot. So he goes over, he apologizes, lays down, opens ice cream, eating it, cracks a few jokes at him doing it, not making it in time, not making it phone. If you haven't seen it, go on YouTube and watch it. It is hysterical. They're keeping the tone of Deadpool so well done, and I'm so glad that they're doing it. They're not trying to change a lot of things. 
and it's just, it's just great. It gets me so excited for Deadpool 2 next year. I'm going to be there opening night. You know that. Deadpool is my man. Deadpool is my guy. The Merc with the Mouth is my favorite character. And him being at the beginning of this just made this movie even better for me. Even though it's nothing to do with the film. Just seeing that teaser trailer made me, it made me weep with excitement. I was weeping because I was so excited for this to come up. So, because of that, I'm not going to gush over it too much anymore. I'm going to jump into... Kong Skull Island. Kong Skull Island is the new film for in the King Kong series in the legendary Warner Brothers slash Warner Brothers movie verse, monster verse. They own that Godzilla, and they're going. I believe it's 2019 or 2020. Godzilla and King Kong are going to meet. So they set up King Kong in this in this. Vietnam era type film. It's set right after Vietnam with an all-star cast: Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, John Goodman, and John C. Riley, who steals this movie. John C. Riley is so funny in this movie. He is the guy who basically tells you the history of Kong, tells you why Kong is there. Excuse me. Tells you why Kong is there. Gives you the story and generally lets you know that Kong is the hero in this movie. He's not the villain, as he's portrayed in a lot of them. He's not trying to save the girl. Kong is just a guy who's protecting his island from some lizard-like creatures that live in the Earth called Skull Crawlers, as John C. Riley character calls them. And they've killed his family. He's the last of his kind. And John Goodman, playing a scientist... Who go? Who's trying to recruit people to take him to the island so he can map it out, so he can see what's on this island because they just got satellite imagery of an island they've never seen, nobody's ever been to. Samuel L. Jackson is cast as a army veteran who runs a platoon in the Vietnam War. After the war, he kind of struggles with what he's going to do post-war, and then he's contracted to bring his team in to help John Goodman's character get to the island and get them all safe. They get there. They are confronted by King Kong, who swats the helicopters down after they drop bombs on the place trying to map it out. And so the movie after that, it's Samuel L. Jackson basically having a vendetta against Kong, trying to kill King Kong because he has killed some of his men. Tom Hiddleston plays a tracker who's been hired to basically get John Goodman's character and the rest of them from point A to point B on the island safely to avoid all the violence, all the problems they're having, get them through the jungle, keep them safe. Brie Larson is a Vietnam photographer given going to shoot the island, take pictures to basically get a Pulitzer. That's she says that in there. And they come up when Kong shoots them down. Samuel L. Jackson gets sadistic, trying to kill Kong. The rest of them are trying to save Kong and try to change his mind to tell him that Kong is not the enemy. Like I said, John C. Riley plays a character that is there basically to give the backstory of Kong, tell that he is not the villain. In this, and he's just trying to protect his island, protect the inhabitants of the island from the evil skull crawlers. 
There is a fun part towards the end of the movie with Samuel L. Jackson basically having a face-off against Kong. The stare-down is, is fun. There's a lot of action in this movie. The backdrops are done well. The directing seems like it's a little basic, um, and there's a lot of normal Vietnam war movie-type shots, helicopters rising into the sun, uh, flying in the distance, gunfire from it. It's just it just seems like that it's done well. This movie isn't probably a movie you're going to remember years down the road, but it sets up a greater a greater movie verse and greater things to come. Uh, Kong being the last of the kind, they did make King Kong a little bit bigger in this one. He's around a hundred foot tall in this, roughly instead of the sixteen or eighteen foot that he was in the nineteen thirties. He's gotten exponentially bigger as time goes on. And this is not a continuation of the Peter Jackson King Kong movie. It's a whole new story, whole new telling of them setting up what's to come. They learned, I think, from the Godzilla movie, where if you saw it here recently in 2015, that you didn't see a lot of Godzilla uh, until towards the end to fighting a monster. And this one, you see Kong almost from Jump Street, almost from the beginning. And I think they learned from that. It's got a lot of action. It's got comedy in it, and it's got a it's got a good story. And it's worth a watch. It's worth a see. Um, you don't have to rush out and see it. You know, if you miss this, it's not going to affect you in any way, shape, or form. But it's a good movie to go see. Two thumbs up. I think you'd really enjoy it. If you like action movies, if you like King Kong movies, if you like just throwback monster movies, this is it. It's monsters fighting monsters. That's the majority of what this movie is. And because of that, I just I suggest you go see it. The next movie we're going to see is A Tale as Old as Time. And I'm, I can gush over this movie all day. And that, of course, is the live-action version of Beauty and the Beast. If you like the cartoon animated version of this, like as much as I did, you'll love this. It's, I don't want to say a shot-for-shot remake, but it's that movie. They keep the same songs that you know and love. They add a few, add a few new parts, but they they don't really change anything. The characters are all there. Emma Watson playing Belle. Emma Watson is Belle. I don't think you could do any better casting. She's she's beautiful. She she has the heart and soul of Belle. You generally genuinely feel connected to her and her journey. From being an outcast in her village to being trapped by a beast to falling for that beast to saving him. You genuinely genuinely feel that she is Belle. She looks the part. She sings the part. I mean, she does a great job. Dan Stevens playing the beast is a great job. The beast in this, they, they did the whole, they did the thing they did in the animated version where they take beast and they they try to humanize him, and they do a really good job of humanizing a beast and as a prince trapped inside of a monster who looks at his outside appearance as his inside appearance. He he doesn't think anybody would love him, and he portrays he portrays that very well into the film. You have Luke Evans playing Gaston, who is Gaston. I mean, he does a great job, and I just can gush over all this. The entire cast. Uh, Josh Gad playing LaFoe, Ian McKellen played Cogsworth, Emma Thompson playing Mrs. Potts, Kevin Klein playing Maurice, 
they all do a wonderful job. They all bring you back to a time when you were a kid watching the animated movie and just loving it. The, the songs are perfect in this. Disney live-action movies, I haven't been that much of a fan of. They've gotten better as they've went along, but it seems like some of them lose the heart and soul of what the original animated films were. This one captures it beautifully. The songs, every song you know is there. You love it. You sing along with it. The the cast the cast feels like they they're there to make you care. They feel you feel like they're there because they want to be because they were fans of it, and it comes across on film like a great portrayal. The the backdrops are superb. The scenery is amazing. The acting is beautiful. The singing is incredible. Everything about this movie is perfect top to bottom. This is probably the best movie Disney's done in a long time. It really brings in the soul and the heart of what an animated film is. And I really hope that they stay on this path. There's, They've gotten progressively better and they're at an apex right now. And I know with Lion King coming up and with Aladdin coming up and them doing these movies... I'm worried that they're not going to be up to par with what the originals are. This one takes the original and adds adds to it and builds upon it and makes it better than the animated version. Um, it's, it's a great movie. I really suggest you take your kids, your wife, husband, moms, dads, uncles, aunts, nephews, nieces, grandpa, grandma. Take everybody and go see this movie because this is not just for kids. This is not just for adults. It's for everybody. Everything in this movie is, is is incredible. It's superb. It's top notch. There's there's no issues with this that I can see. I went into this skeptical because, like I said, I'm not a big fan of the Disney live actions. They've never just blown me away or wowed me like everybody says they do. This one just blew me away. I was caught in a world of wonder and amazement the whole time. I was laughing. I cried. I, uh, there's action in this movie. Everything that you want from a Disney film, everything that you love about early Disney films, that's what this is. And I could sit here and gush over this all day. And I'm just going to say it one more time. Go see this movie. I'm going to say it again. I'll probably say it multiple times. I suggest you do too. Because if Disney continues doing this with the rest of them, then Disney is going to blow everybody out of the water. This is just simply an amazing film well-directed, well-shot, everything, the CG, the backdrops, the actual scenes they built, everything is just great. I just really, really push for you to go see this movie, okay? Um, we're going to jump into some movie trailers. Um, this Friday comes the Power Ranger movie. Um, as a fan of the, the television show, I'm worried about this. It, it looks okay. The suits look cool. And I know they updated it. They're giving it a more serious tone. I just don't know how it's going to come across. Um, what part of made the, the Power Rangers great for me was the campiness of it. And I'm worried that they're going to take too much of that out and try to put too much seriousness into it. To try to make it a more superhero-esque type film instead of being what it was, which is just a ridiculous concept that has been done multiple times with the name and had multiple 
multiple times has it it's been redone with different casts, different characters, and multiple duplicates. It's had different versions of this over every country genre. They've all had their version of the Power Rangers, from the Beetleborgs to you know, and all of this. It's it's been duplicated so many times at this point it's just kind of ridiculous. But they're going back to the original. They're going back to the core of what it was, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers or Power Rangers with the five Rita Repulsa, Billy, Jason, all of them, Kimberly. And I really hope this movie does well. Um, the trailers look okay. There's not one, Nothing in the trailer has blown me away. But Brian Cranston is playing Zordon. That right there should be enough for me to go see it. Brian Cranston can do no wrong right now, in my opinion. He's been great in everything. Since Malcolm in the Middle, but especially since Breaking Bad, he seems like he's had a resurgence, and I'm really enjoying what he's doing now, and them casting him as Zordon is very interesting to me, so I'm going to go see it just for that alone. I just hope this movie is really well, and I, re I really hope it does well, and I really hope that it captures at least some of the spirit of the original. Um, next, a little Batman news. Well, first, let me say the Wonder Woman trailer has come out it's about to hit soon wonder woman's coming and wonder woman looks good wonder woman looks like it might actually be dc's first movie that that does it the right way batman v superman and suicide squad i, I enjoyed the films they were good movies but they weren't what what we were all expecting the dc extended universe seems to me like they're they're rushing to put movies out they think are going to work and they're not taking the time to make the scripts perfect they're trying to just get them out there, and they're making money, and they're not bad films. But with just a little tweaking, a little extra time, the movies could be that much better. Wonder Woman looks like it might stop all that. It might save and pull DC back into the game a little bit, slow the reins up. It looks really well done and really well shot. When it comes out, I'll let you know how it is. But we're going to go into a rumor of another DC, and that is The Batman. Um, ben Affleck has stepped away from the director chair. He stepped away from the script. They've got Matt Reeves doing it. And Matt Reeves is a good choice for this, I think. But the script has to be there. Ben Affleck is still going to play the Batman as far as we know right now. Deathstroke is going to be the main villain. And they're talking about adding the Joker. But Batman, it's, it's so easy to do a good Batman film. It's so easy to mess a Batman film up. Um, just look at Dark Knight. Look at Batman and Robin. Those are those are different films on the same scale with the same character. You could go either way doing a Batman film. It. I really hope this does well. It's going to make a lot of money because it has Batman. Because when you get into comic books, there's two characters that you learn to love first, and that's Spider-Man and Batman. Those two, everybody gets into. And... We all know that. We all get into it. And we all love it. This film is seems like it's it, it's got all the pieces to be a great film, but it has to have a script to back it up. Otherwise, this movie is going to be another dud. And I'm really hoping that's not what it is. I don't have a lot to say on it because they haven't released a lot on it. I just wanted to give a little insight into what I think the Batman is going to be and what they could do with Deathstroke as a villain. They have so much opportunity to make cool action sequences and a villain that is known but not widely known and is a really badass villain. He's very good at what he does. If you read the comics and know 
He's a assassin for hire. He's got a slightly elevated healing factor. Great reflexes. Great marksmanship. Great with a sword. He's uh, expert in martial arts. He's Batman, but without a conscience, if that makes sense. He's a very good assassin, and the action sequences along with him and Batman could be great. And I think it's going to do really well if they go that. So until they can release a little bit more, I can't speak on it anymore. But we're going to move on to a segment. And segment of upcoming episodes is going to be Inside the Ring, um, where I talk about professional wrestling. I maybe do a little fantasy booking or just talk about some news. Um, my first, so I'm going to do the first installment of Inside the Ring. And it's a sad note, unfortunately. Um, for those of you who know, I'm a huge wrestling fan. I loved it when I was a kid. I still watch it to this day. And the voice from wrestling in my childhood, the greatest pro wrestling announcer of all time, uh, good old JR, Jim Ross, lost his wife to a tragic um, auto accident. Um, she was struck from behind while riding her Vespa. And she subsequently had... Um, traumatic brain injury and passed away um from him from for jr being a part of my childhood i want to i want to send my deepest sympathy and sincere love towards him and his family in this troubling time um if you ever listen to any of his podcasts which he does the ross report he gushes over her and how great she was to him and how much he loved her and he lost her, and I know that's going to be rough for him and his family, and I just want to send him positive vibes, and my prayers go out to him and his family, and I'm sorry for their loss, and I just, I hope, against hope, that he can take this as as well as he can, and hopefully positively move on from it because I know it's got to be painful for him so my thoughts and prayers go out to Jim Ross and his entire family for that um, I want to thank everybody for listening to the Nerdpool podcast this is my second episode again we're still tweaking some things this isn't perfect I know guys it's going to get better and I promise to try not to do it between months like it did the first one and this one um, if you want to keep up with everything you can follow me at twitter at bluej6233 that's Blue J six two three three B L U E J A Y six two three three for up to date on all the podcasts coming up. I'm going to be making a Twitter and Facebook for it before long, just so you can keep up with everything going on. Uh, you can catch this on SoundCloud, YouTube. I'm going to be trying to getting on iTunes and Stitcher before long. Um, I want to thank everybody again for listening, for taking a little bit of time out of your day. If you like this, let me know. Just let me know what I can do to make things better for you. Just let me know what you like, what you didn't like, and I'll try to tweak this a little bit. Again, this is a learning process for me and a learning curve for everybody. I just want to say thank you again for giving me a little bit of time out of your day. And I just hope you all have a great time. And just remember, the nerd pool's here. Come on in. Water's fine. Oh, yeah, what is that?